right, everyone, let's get started. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to the Nemeton Podcast, a Teen Wolf Rewatch podcast. I am your host, Megan. I'm Erin, your mythology expert. And I'm Avalon, your wild card. What's going on, ladies? Oh. We actually just saw each other. So it's like, I usually am just like, how's it going? How Hello. are you? But like, we just saw each other. <laughs> In real life. It yeah. was Erin's yes. wonderful wedding shower that we celebrated <laughs> on a delayed note. But it was what a fabulous weekend with yes. beautiful company, beautiful weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, we couldn't have you. asked for a better weekend to celebrate. Oh my God, mm-hmm. I know. The gods smiled down on us this weekend. I'm still on a cloud from how wonderful it was. Aww. Yes. Yes. And I'm, I, it and was, I, oh, you go ahead. You go ahead. No, you go, go, go. Oh, I was just going to say, I was so excited that you and my cousin, Rebecca, in an aforementioned episode, you might remember the name Rebecca, uh, you guys talked shop a bit about podcasts we and everything. Did. We, we talked a lot about podcasts. Met some of our listeners in our, in our mm-hmm. friend and family circle. Oh, yes. <laughs> we did. Yeah. It was, it was so fun. Cute. It Hi, was. listeners. Hi, Hello. listeners. That are friends and family. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, so that's that's basically our little update to the listeners. We saw each other recently. It we was did. so fun. It was my highlight of my summer so far. Yes. It was so fun. Actually, my life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but what did we think of this week's episode, ladies? We are so close to being done oh with this my season. God. I keep saying that, but it's true. <laughs> Every episode <laughs> brings us closer. I'm, yeah, I'm still recovering from the weekend party and I'm still recovering from that dang episode. <laughs> <laughs> it leaves off on a pretty suspenseful, pretty suspenseful moment, doesn't I'll it? I'll say. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. If we haven't experienced it yet... It's yes. about to happen. <laughs> it's about to happen. Ooh. Buckle up, everyone. Um, before I get into the episode, I did want to just quickly say, Aaron, while I was editing one of our episodes, it's been so long since we've sat down. Like, I feel like it's been like two weeks. But um, I was editing one of our episodes. Remember the episode? Was it the episode prior? I don't even remember. But the episode where Derek is running from the law and Scott and Styles are in their car being chased by Kate. Mm-hmm. And you were just like, how did that happen? Why are they in the car? Oh, yes, yes. Like you didn't. You had some confusion. Yep. A little bit of confusion. I understand your confusion now. <laughs> like, how did they know that Derek was being chased? <laughs> they must have met and behind the scenes. They must have. I don't know. So I just wanted to say, like, I understand your confusion. It's Thank you. You're, you are sort of dropped into that scene, and it is a little weird. So <laughs> yeah, we're just we're led to believe they hatched a quick plan while like escaping wherever they were. I don't even remember before <laughs> the chase scene. Like, yes. okay, break, go. <laughs> yeah, suspended animation, I guess. Suspended, or yes. Suspend your dis. I don't know. Did your disbelief yeah. in the plot? Because it was a little, there were a little bit of holes. I feel there, validated. Yes, good. I'm glad. <laughs> okay, so this week we're talking about season one, episode 11, titled Formality. The original air date of this episode was August 11th, 2011. And it was directed by Russell M- Mulcahy. I've been saying his name wrong this entire time. What I'm were really you saying? Embarrassed. I was saying Mulcahy. M- uh, Russell Mukahi. Mukahi. <laughs> I looked it up. <laughs> I looked it up online, and like that's how it was pronounced on oh. Google. So that's just how I pronounced it. But I guess it's Russell Mukahi. Oops. Oh. So well, sorry, my Russell. apologies, sir. 
<laughs> Sorry, bro. <Yes. laughs> My apologies to Russell. Um, I, from here on out, because he does direct more episodes, mm-hmm. I will pronounce it correctly. Goodness to Mulcahy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this episode was also written by Monica Macer, the only female writer in this first season, but she's killing it. Monica. <laughs> she brought the drama. Oh, yes. She did bring the drama. The summary of this episode is Derek is still chained up by the Argents. Um, in the last episode, he was presumably caught by the Argents, or we actually did see him chained up at the very end. Never mind. But um, Kate is using him as bait to catch the Alpha and the other Beta. And now that Allison knows her family's secret, uh, she is told by Kate to act like a normal teenager, which is a lot easier said than done after your whole world has been turned upside down, I think. Mm. (laughs) And the school's formal brings drama, sass, and some bloodshed on the lacrosse field. So, (laughs) buckle up, everyone. Classic homecoming. (laughs) So, the opening scene of this episode, Allison's driving in her car. She's sort of having these flashbacks of, you know, where that last episode left off, where she's just discovered that werewolves are real, and Kate is the one that's shown her this. And there's also these flashbacks that of Derek being electrocuted over and over again. And you see him transforming from werewolf back to human, human to werewolf. And I think what is most important in these flashbacks is you hear Allison say she's concerned for Derek's safety. Like, she's mm-hmm. like, is that going to kill him? Like, I think that that's really important for her character, that she's concerned that Derek might die from these electrocutions. Kate is just being so horrible. She's She thinks, I think Allison is like, do you think this is a joke? And Kate's like, of course I think it's a joke. Like, there are werewolves running around in the world. Like, obviously, like, I have to think that this is funny or else, like, I'd go insane. And I just, oh I hate that. <laughs> like, you just exposed your niece to all of this and you're And then you're not even going to be like, serious so- about it? Like... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Just, ugh, I, yeah. No regard for her mental health. No regard. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> what I thought was interesting about that is, like, um, in those flashbacks, Allison is, like, she's so calm and silent while her aunt is telling her all this. Like, maybe she's just in mm-hmm. utter shock from it all. I feel like, she me personally, is. I'd be freaking out vocally and physically. Mm. It's, like, going wild. But she's just, like, she's so calm. It's very... Yeah. Yeah. How she copes with all the statements. I'm like, uh, you're not acting like a normal teenager. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. For sure. Yeah. She she's handling it well, considering the facts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just wonder if everything's like clicking into place, like all the werewolf research she's been doing, the family history, like has Mm. that help soften the blow at all? Or like I don't know what's going Maybe. on in, in that poor girl's head. I think I think it's partially that. I think she's sort of putting the pieces together in mm-hmm. her brain. But like when someone actually confronts her, which happens in the next scene where she is driving and she gets pulled over by the sheriff mm-hmm. and the sheriff confronts her 
and the first time she's talking to someone she sort of breaks down like she kind of loses it yeah yeah and i don't know if and she's definitely not losing it because she's gotten pulled over she's losing it because like it's all being processed and i think talking to someone she's like finally been brought down to reality of like oh that actually just happened there's another Mm -hmm. like yeah so i think that's when she loses it is when she gets pulled over but of course she thinks that the sheriff's gonna think that she's trying to get out of the ticket by crying but obviously that's not what happens but yeah she just needed time to process it's kind of like she like did. grief almost like when you're grieving it's just like you'll be calm mm-hmm. one second and then crying the next yeah like usually you're okay during all of the the funeral and everything but like once all of that is died down and you're like left with like oh yeah like all of that just happened and now this person is no longer in my life and you're like living re- like your life without that person like that's when it finally hits you and that's when you finally break down like I think that's what happened to Allison <laughs> yeah I do so. want to talk about the pullover scene and if when you're ready yeah um we're basically there I mean the only thing that I want to mention is that um Kate basically tells her that she's gonna help she Kate wants Allison to help her find the second beta so Kate is now like enlisting her in her, I don't know, army. It's not really an army, but like she's enlisting her to help, even though <laughs> like, yeah. And I don't think Allison even asked for that. She's like, you're going to help me catch the second beta. The it's hell? just like, why? What? Yeah. <laughs> why don't you just keep working with the dad and like the secret yeah. service people? Why do you need young Allison to help you? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because. I think because she's suspecting that it's from a younger generation. Mm. Like, I mean, Derek mm. Hale is, I don't think Derek Hale's the aunt's age. So like, it's kind of weird that they, you know, whatever. Uh, we haven't gotten there yet. Mm. But um, <laughs> yeah. so like, I just feel like maybe she's including Allison because they're all suspecting that it's a younger generation Probably. And That's a good once point. they saw the mark on in the previous episodes, once right. they saw the mark on Jackson's uh, in between his shoulders, neck. like his neck, once they mm-hmm. saw that and then now that they're, you know, suspecting others, they're kind of like, well, we need someone who's in the in crowd. Right. 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 That makes Smart. sense. Smart. Mm-hmm. Smart. Yeah. Good call, Av. So, yeah, now we're at that scene. Sheriff's just pulled her over. He said that she was going 75 and a 25, which is so fast. Oh, that's that's reckless. Jesus. He's very reckless and kind of insane. And in a construction uh, construction zone? Oh, God. Yes, he did mention that it was in a construction zone. I, like, took note of everything. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Being a full wow. detective on her ticket. Yeah. <laughs> I think this scene kind of struck me after she sort of collects herself. She's been crying. She like demands that the sheriff write her a ticket because she doesn't want to seem like she's getting out of a ticket. And she keeps like, I think at one point she like hits the steering wheel. She's like, this isn't me. This isn't me. And she gets really angry at herself for like getting so emotional. And I found that funny because... Just in my personal sense or personal opinion, I we don't know this other side of Allison. We will meet this other side of Allison, but I don't know. I guess this is sort of like the writer's way of planting that this isn't the true Allison, but I just don't understand how giving up archery or not doing it regularly turns you into like this delicate flower. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you don't hunt animals, then you're a complete right. pansy. <laughs> 
<laughs> and like she just had her like i said she had her whole world turned upside down mm-hmm. she deserves a cry like she it's okay yeah, she to could. be upset and like so i don't know i just thought that that was obviously that was a way for the writers to implant that allison is tougher i don't know a different that's this isn't allison but i just thought that it was a little odd personally while i was watching that um because she gets so angry mm-hmm. she's like this isn't me well, she went from like crying to like angry and then like yes. no tears streaming. So it kind mm-hmm. of like made it, it, it was kind of like frightening at one point. I was like, damn, you <laughs> yeah. adjusted so quick in those like two minutes. Like yeah. you didn't even wipe away the tears. You literally sucked them back into your tear ducts. Like, <laughs> like whoa. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I feel like it's like she, again, like with the the grieving stage is like she's in denial that this whole thing's happening to her and then she kind of like accepts yes. it and then she's like fuck this i'm not gonna let this determine yes. who i am like she just mm-hmm. gets so like strong it's like yes you suck those tears back into the ducts mm-hmm. <laughs> such a good visual app <laughs> she actually like uses archery as sort of like to gain her confidence back and sort of like level herself like we see her the next scene we see her in like this parking lot and yeah. she's shooting arrows at a poster at Derek's like wanted poster like so like oh. she put like she shoots like three arrows and then it's just a scene of her just being like yes like you oh can just God. tell the confidence <laughs> <Validation>. <laughs> the transformation is complete yeah. <laughs> I'm this new woman now yeah yep I'll do it being a werewolf changes a person it's true this is true (laughs) um before we move on to the next scene i just want to mention in our last episode i mentioned dynamic duos yeah so the dynamic duo that i want to mention for this episode there's actually another one too but allison and the sheriff have a very close you can tell they have a very close relationship as the seasons progress so like mama mccall and styles in our last episode you can tell there was more they had a history but yeah so allison and sheriff um this is sort of their first scene of like you know because he i don't even know if he gives her the ticket but he's very concerned about like are you okay what happened why are you upset like um so it's just a little hint at it's kind of a parallel to another scene that happens in a later season but it's also not really a parallel but it's just you can tell that they i don't know this is just another dynamic duo. There's more scenes that reflect a deeper relationship that we don't Cute. really see. Okay. Um, so the next scene, Scott's, we're in the animal clinic and Scott has just woken up from being cured by Dr. Deaton <laughs> and Peter walks in <laughs> and he walks in and he's just like, hi, I'm picking up. And I just was like, stop it with the sass. Like, I don't like the sass where he's like picking up Scott. He's like saying that he's picking up a pet, but it's actually Scott. It Ew. Just, did you get that joke? Yeah, no. I didn't like it. It, it was, was a bad, bad one. <laughs> it was a bad joke. <laughs> Deaton is just like, sorry, we're closed. You need to come back later. And Peter gets really mad and he goes to con- like walks closer to Deaton, but he gets stopped by um, <laughs> he gets stopped by sort of like this partition, I guess is what I'm going to call it, where he goes to reach to open the door to the partition, but he can't. And it's because the partition is made out of mountain ash wood. And this mountain ash, this is very important. Mountain ash is a thing that 
werewolves, I'm trying to like explain it without giving things away. Werewolves can't go past Mountain Ash without being like set back. They have to, a human, they can't touch it. And a human has to be the one to break the barrier in order Hmm. for a werewolf to pass. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. It's a protection from werewolves for humans. Yeah. So it's also an indication that Deaton knows a lot more about the town of Beacon Hills that he has a partition in his vet yeah. clinic that's made out of mountain ash. That's not his first rodeo. Himself. No, it's not. I thought he knew so, who the alpha was. I figured he did because of when they were at the, the school and Deaton escaped from the car and then the alpha appeared, but he didn't recognize Peter, did he? Oh, he was pretending not to recognize what him. What the heck? Gosh, I'm so mm-hmm. gullible. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> he, Peter, uh, Deaton knew exactly who that was. Okay. And without giving too much away, I think Peter also knew who Deaton was, mm. if that makes sense. Uh, but I'm not going to say anything else. I can't really explain that any further. But Fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But in because of once Peter realizes that it's Mountain Ash, he gets really angry. And he throws like a table or a chair. Little baby. <laughs> it was a chair. And I was like, what is he? Th-? Because I didn't make the connection of what Mountain Ash was. And I was like... Oh, okay. What is going on? He just yeah. threw a chair. Like, why is this happening? <laughs> so I'm glad you explained that. Oh my god. Yes. So Peter was mad that he couldn't basically get to Scott. He couldn't cross that barrier and that Deaton was protecting Scott from him. And so he throws the chair out of anger, which I think is so funny. It's like the fourth time that he's destroyed property out of anger. It's just ridiculous. No but Deaton does not flinch does not move he's like stone when he's talking to peter and i think that says a lot about his character Mm -hmm. um we will find this out i don't think this is giving anything away deaton is 100 percent a protector in this show that i think that's his deaton's true essence is the protector of something i won't say what but okay cats cats and dogs exactly (laughs) um so peter turns to leave but as he's walking out, he says quietly under his breath because he knows Scott can hear him because Scott's in the other room. This. Yes. <laughs> he says, there are others that can get me what I want. And those people are far more vulnerable and far more innocent. And Scott instantly realizes that he's talking about Allison. <sighs> and so Scott's now afraid for Allison's life because... Peter just basically threatened Allison's life in that moment. So the alpha is such a jerk. He like he plays dirty all the time, and I'm just still like mm-hmm. just to have Scott in his pack. Like, mm-hmm. why can't he just go make someone else be in his pack? Like, well, like why Jackson. wouldn't he just be nice? Like, yeah. if you want someone in your pack, like, wouldn't you want to be nice? Mm. Like, who the fuck wants to be with an asshole? Like, that's right. <laughs> Common. It's sense. like, oh, oh, what a dominant asshole i want to be his friend i want to be a part of his pack like that's like the exact opposite of what i would want to do i'd be like no (laughs) can you ask politely please yeah like (laughs) use the correct wording (laughs) yes (laughs) um so scott is now he's now back at home he's in his room with styles and scott's trying to find his phone he thinks he lost it in like the altercation at the hale house trying to protect jackson from Derek. Styles and Scott are talking. Scott is basically telling Styles. Styles is like, "Well, Derek's definitely dead. Like he's dead." And Scott is like, "Well, no. They Argents know that 
Derek knows who the alpha is. So they're not going to kill Derek because they can get information out of him. Mm-hmm. So that's really the only thing keeping Derek alive. So I think the funniest part about it is just like, <laughs> Scott is just like, and I'm not going to let him die. Like, I'm, I'm going to protect him. I'm not going to let him die. And Styles is just like, could you at least think about letting him die oh. for me? <laughs> oh my God. Now, 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 Styles. <laughs> And I think I, when I was watching this, I was like, Styles, stop covering up your feelings for Derek. Just <laughs> <know>. stop. <laughs> you don't want to see Derek dead. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. Make sure he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a thing to remember about Scott in this whole episode is he's making sure that other innocent people don't die. Yeah. Derek, Allison, that's sort of like Scott's thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is protecting the innocent. Styles is like Scott. You can't protect everyone, and he's like, mm-hmm. I have to. I have to. That's exactly. Serious, I don't know. Pisces energy. Commitment. Yes. Yeah. Commitment. <laughs> and then I thought we don't. I mean, this isn't really key to the 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 plot, but I thought it was really sad. Mama McCall drives up outside, and she's leaving a voicemail for Peter because oh. of their date got ruined. And it's really awkward. And Styles is just asks Scott because Scott can hear the conversation. Styles asks Scott, "What's she doing?" And Scott says, "She's crying. She's crying oh. in her car because she's she her date that she was so excited about didn't go well, and the guy's not calling her back." I just thought that this was really sad, and just poor Mama McCall. She doesn't deserve that. No, no one's mom does. <laughs> but we're back in. The creepy basement, or the creepy bunker, I should say. <laughs> um, and Kate's rifling through Derek's stuff, and she steals his, like cash from his wallet. I was like, Kate, that's so scummy. Why did you do The family's <laughs> obviously rich. That? I was going to say, Anne, like, you're, you're a grown woman. Like, you, you probably <laughs> have a job. Like, this is like some elementary middle school bully type shit. Like, what are you I doing? Know, it really is. Yeah. I just thought that was so scummy. I'd never noticed that before. And I was just when like, I saw her pocket hell? some money, I was like, why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why? <laughs> um, but this is where she brings up the fact that they used to have, and I quote, crazy hot sex. <laughs> the two of them. That took me by surprise. Honestly, I was Did like, it? wait, what? I was just like, because <laughs> I, I knew that there was tension, but I was just like, did she really intertwine herself in like werewolf reality and then now she's hunting them like did they have like did they have history and then she started hunting them Mm -hmm. or was her family like always into that and then she's like you know what i'm gonna be for both teams and i'm gonna like mess around with the werewolf but then also hunt his family like it was just so weird like i was like Mm -hmm. okay you play for both teams like you can't be the yankees and the red Sox. choose That's it. Wake up. True. She did it. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder that too. Like, were they in love or was it all a a game, a trick so she could kill werewolves? Do you think Kate has love for anyone in her life? No. Oh, I she doesn't. When you put it I that think it way. was like a lust. I think it was like a lust. And it might have been sort of like an adrenaline thing where she's mm. like, it's a power trip for her. Like, she's like, I 100%. know I can get him. I'm mm-hmm. going to get him, but it's also going to be to my advantage. It's not going to be to benefit him in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Well, and rats. she knows it. She's like, she's just like, oh yeah, like this, this, and then my, and then she'll go and like dig deep, like oh, in your family. I'm like, what do you mm-hmm. want? Like, yeah, she definitely did it 
because she knew she could get away with it and that it would benefit her in every way, shape and form, not mm-hmm. to like have, it definitely was a lust and advantage thing. For sure. She's that's a whole, she's sorry to cut lying. you off, Aaron. I was just like, that is a definite lust. No, okay. I okay then. Yeah, part of me wanted to be like, they must have loved each other at one point, and then she got spurned. But no, it was obviously all a, a trick, a family plot. I think it really depends on when their relationship stemmed. Like, where mm, did yes, it begin? Yes. Because if it's if it's when she was already like her and her family were actively hunting werewolves. Then yes, that was a lust like advantage. Like she knows how to manipulate the system. But if it's like mm-hmm. when they were younger, but then it seems like it was recent. So I don't yeah. know. Maybe there was a love. Maybe if it was prior to the family becoming wolf hunters, but it she made it seem like it was in the wolf hunting days. So yeah. I just mm-hmm. she never loved him. I love love, but I can't support that type. <laughs> I can definitely tell you, yes, they did date when they were werewolf hunting, 100%. They were dating, there's a, it's very subtle, but there's a part in the, it's not in this part that I'm talking about, which is fine, because we can talk about both parts, because I would, I want to get through them as quickly as possible, because I hate Kate. But, um, so yeah, so Kate, it's very subtle in the next scene where she talks about it, Kate used the relationship that he had that she had with Derek to get to the family That's to burn right. the house down. That's, oh, how could I forget that? To kill the werewolves. <sighs> um, and she says something like you fell for a pretty face. It happens like, and which is so sad. Like, I feel like when we talk about that, when we get to that scene, I'm going to talk about Derek because having to live with that Derek, knowing that his entire family was burned to the ground because oh. he dated Kate. That's some terrible. Serious guilt. Um, But back to this scene, I just want to talk about how creepy and disgusting she is. She licks his torso. She licks him. Which is It's like full of sweat and dirt. I know. She doesn't care. (laughs) And and then then after she licks him, she's just like, I don't want to torture you. Someone else is here to torture you. And then just bring some random guy in to torture Derek. She has no human feelings. No, she doesn't. And I literally wrote in my notes, like, can people see now why Kate sucks (laughs) so bad? Like, she just is a terrible person. She's a terrible character. I can't stand her. Like, this is why I hate her so much. There has to be, like, an underlying reason as to why she's such a little bitch. Yeah. You and Aaron are the exact same. (laughs) Like, why? There has to be a reason. She and Jackson would be a good pair. They would. We might find things out in the next season because we meet another character. We can speculate. We don't ever really know the answers as to why Kate is the way she is. Hmm. But we can speculate when we meet this other character character. in the next season. Okay. I think this next scene is really cute. It's super tiny. Um, there's There's a scene where Allison's sleeping and Scott is watching over her on the roof. And he falls asleep and falls off the roof. I thought that was really cute. But that's just to show that he now feels obligated to be watching her 24-7 because he feels that her life is in danger constantly. So that's just another scene implicating that. So the next day at school, Coach tells Scott that he can't go to the winter formal because he's failing three classes. And Coach, (laughs) Coach is just like, 
they wanted me to cut you from the team, but he then he says, I'd sooner cut off my last remaining testicle than my best player. Oh and to, just to let you know, everyone know, it, this is a slight parallel. We find what? out in the next season how he loses that testicle. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, just in case anyone was curious, we do find out how he loses that testicle. Oh my okay? God. <laughs> I thought he was just joking, but it's actually no. like, real life. It's, it's true. Okay. It's a parallel. <laughs> It's a pretty weird parallel. It's one of the weirder ones, but yes. Oh, um. Can't wait. Can't wait for that moment. <laughs> Jesus. Ellie, he's so open about it. Respect. He is. So Scott is, so now the, the compromise for the school and, you know, the coach is he can't go to the formal. He can still be on the team, but he can't go to the formal. And Scott is just like, fine, then I'll quit the team. Because <laughs> he wants to go to the formal so badly because he needs to be there to protect Allison. And coach says, if you show up at the dance and I see you there, I'm going to drag you out by your teeth, which I think is so funny. It's such a like, you know, why I oughta type of talk. <laughs> <laughs> so now that Scott realizes that he can't go to the dance, he tries to get Jackson to be her date to watch over Allison while she's at the dance. And Jackson, in typical Jackson form, is not interested because he, he doesn't think it's worth it because he might get hurt in the process. Like what a dick (laughs) i know just two episodes ago his whole plan was to like seduce allison yeah so i don't know he's all over the place that one is so scott finally i when i saw the scene i was like yes scott you finally used your powers for good (laughs) scott walks over to jackson and shows jackson his like werewolf teeth and his (laughs) yellow eyes and that's and this scares Jackson into asking Allison to the dance. Like he, it just cuts to a scene where Jackson's all sweaty and he's at her locker and he's like, "Hey, do you want to go to when? Do you, when should I pick you up for the?" Dance? Oh my god, a werewolf torments Jackson every episode. <laughs> it's great. I love it. It's like Keeps one of my on favorite edge. things. Yeah. Yes, it does. But the thing is, is Scott is even though Jackson's taking Allison to the dance, Scott is still planning to go to the dance. And I love this conversation between Styles and Scott, where Styles is like, so you're going to ride your bike to a dance that you're not even allowed to go to without a date, without a suit, without a ticket. And there are werewolf hunters also like trying to like kick your werewolf ass. And <laughs> Scott's like, yeah, yeah. Are you going to help me? And Styles is like, hell yeah. And they just yeah. like high five each other and they walk off. I love that scene so much. It was so cute. <laughs> The next scene, Lydia, well, we're at Macy's. And just like an FYI to people like who are watching the show, Macy's had like a contract with MTV or like oh. Teen Wolf. So like every every time they go shopping or every time they like are, there's always Macy's things popping up in the show randomly. So just a fun fact, you'll see that around. <laughs> um. <laughs> I loved Macy's when I was a high schooler. Affordable, mm. cute clothing. Mm-hmm. You could always get your like dresses, look, right. like exactly what Lydia and Allison are doing. They're yes. going to get their formal Aww. dances there. That's exactly Aww. the perfect place to go get them. But Lydia, Lydia and Allison are on the escalator in the mall, and Lydia is going states that she's going to buy Allison a dress as an apology for making out with Scott. <laughs> and Allison is like, okay, like I appreciate you buying me a dress. That's great, but like I'm going to extend that apology and. You're going to dump whoever you like are, is bringing you to the dance and you're going to go out with you're going to go to the dance with someone else. And Lydia's like, who? And Styles is at the perfume counter. <laughs> and Allison says, 
him. You're going to go to the dance with him. <laughs> and Styles, this is so funny. This is just a funny moment. Styles sprays himself with perfume and he's like, ca- it sprays it in his mouth or and he coughs it up. Classic it, Styles. Classic goofy Styles. So this is Allison's way of getting back at Lydia, which I think, in fairness, is a good way to get back at. It's so selfless. It is very selfless. And I and this is another dynamic duo that I'm going to bring up here. Allison and Styles. Oh, their Aww. friendship is very rarely talked about, but there are scenes where you see them. This is like one of the first ones. Allison is just looking out for Styles. Allison knows that Styles loves Lydia or has a crush on her. This is just her way of like, you know, doing something for a homie, you know, just like <laughs> I was just gonna say, homies. <laughs> yeah, just being a real homie yes. and just getting your friend a date with the person that he really likes. So Aww. this is another dynamic duo that we see a lot of Wing Woman this Allison. Show. Exactly. Yes. Perfect. Yes. And I love the comeback that she says to Lydia. She says, smile, Lydia. Someone could be falling in love with your smile. Because that's what was told to her literally like five minutes prior. And mm-hmm. I loved that she used those words against her. She <laughs> used <laughs> Lydia's own words against her. Yes. So the next scene, we're still in Macy's. Lydia's like loading. She just keeps like loading dresses on Styles' arms. Like Styles like holding all these dresses for her for her to try on. <laughs> and... <laughs> they like walk away to a different section and Allison is in the dress section and she's looking at certain dresses and all of a sudden guess who shows up Ugh, fucking Peter. Peter such a creep such a creep this scene makes me so uncomfortable like Praying more uncomfortable than seriously it's it's pretty like I don't think this scene would be allowed Ugh. in today's like media I don't it's too like triggering you know what I mean mm-hmm, to a lot of people mm-hmm. yeah but so Peter starts giving her fashion advice and like complimenting her on her skin tone, Ew. which is really gross. It's so uncomfortable. Should run away. Seriously, run away. And like, I don't understand why Peter is so obsessed with skin. Like, he commented on Mama McCall's skin when they were in the car. His face uh, got burned. Like- then he fixed it when he flipped the mirror around. <laughs> it's all like flesh. It. it just seems like he's gonna attack. Like he he's yes. like, oh how succulent his her skin <laughs> is. It's like. Oh. <laughs> stop Mm. but thankfully scott was there and he there's an announcement over the speaker that her car is being towed like they announce her license plate and she runs off because she's like oh no my car is getting towed so she gets away from peter thankfully scott coordinated that announcement yes he did because he was hiding behind like a display case i just guess i was trying to figure how did he do that I'm guessing he went to the, like, cashier clerk and was like, can you, like, I'll give you 20 bucks if you make mm. this announcement. That's mm-hmm. my guess. I don't know, though. <laughs> I works. don't ever see it. <laughs> He's a handy young man. He is. Yes. Very ingenuitive. Is that a, that's a word, right? Ingenuitive? It, yes. It sounds like one. We're going to use it. Okay. <laughs> um, also, just wanted to mention the dress that Peter suggests Allison wear is the same one that she ends up buying, which no. I think is... Why did the costume department do that? I don't understand why they did that. I, I find know. that weird. That yeah, like, really why did they weird. follow through on the creepy suggestion? Right. Yeah. That like, never would happen. Like, you couldn't have picked out any other dress, literally. Yes. Not even the I one that she was looking any at. any other dress. Yeah. I just, I didn't like that. Um, just wanted to mention that. I thought it was a bad choice. Costume department, do better. Um, anyway. 
do better. <laughs> yeah. So Peter, like I said, Peter realizes that this is Scott and he compliment compliments him on his ability to think so quickly on his feet and Ugh. I hate when he does his like little subtle complimenting of Scott. It's like that I hate this. Like I don't know if it's like the c- cinematic part it just is cheesy mm-hmm. to me, but obviously it's like he needs to whisper to Scott instead of like finding him and telling him <laughs> to his yes. face. I just every time he does that I'm just like, "Oh, get past this." Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the like reminds small me, little sorry to me it feels like he's okay. like talking to like an angel or something <laughs> like in my head I feel like he's like talking to his guardian angel but like that's obviously not the case but like that's where my mind is like I'm touched by an angel thing if you're listening <laughs> good job Scott yes yeah I know very very quick on your feet Scott yes that's weird to like talk like that under your breath yes I'm seeing it now that's really funny (laughs) there's a next the next scene is that scene that we were talking about Kate is in the in the dungeon or whatever I don't want to say dungeon that sounds so weird but like the bunker dungeon whatever it is she has she's turned into a dungeon um she gets she's listening to a voice message from Chris. It's very subtle. Argent calls her and leaves a voice message and says, where are you? I, I'm I'm so sick and tired of leaving you messages. So it's very, that is there to implicate that Argent and everyone else doesn't know about the fact mm. that she has Derek. That's horrible. Okay. Yes. She's the only one that, like, yeah. She's, she's gone kept, rogue. She's keeping all of this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Rogue. That's the perfect word. Yes. But this is that scene where I was talking about I don't want to talk about Kate. I want to talk about Derek. Yeah. So Derek, this is a really sad scene for Derek. Derek is now realizing we find out that Kate dated Derek. And I know this. I'll tell you it now. They were Scott's age when they dated. Oh. This is why she knew that history was repeating. Ooh. Because Scott and Allison are dating. Yeah. Oh, my god. That was very astute of her to make that connection. History mm-hmm. repeating. Mm-hmm. So Derek and Kate dated when they were Scott's age, so in high school, which is basically saying that she used Derek and his information and all of his ins on, you know, the family. And she used that information to eventually then burn down the house. Such a conniving young girl. Mm-hmm. Wait, so that means that the aunt and Derek are like, around the same, the same age, age? Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is weird yeah it i think that's something that we're supposed to ignore but i i it's hard to ignore because it's weird so yeah. if i'm correct mm-hmm. which i hope i'm not because it just doesn't seem to line up correctly <laughs> derek is like a couple years older than the crew that's in high school now even though he's like always in a high school setting but the aunt seems like she's in her 30s like so like well, what? So I did a little like not deep dive, but I sort of paused it on this image. There's a scene where Kate takes Derek's license out of his oh. wallet, and I paused on the screenshot of his license, and it says his birthday is eleven five nineteen eighty eight. Clever, Megan. Clever. So okay. this this is this is taking place probably. In, like, a 2012, 2013, like, probably around the same time the show is taking place. So someone born in 1988 is how old in 2011? I don't know. 
I can try and figure that out maybe on my calculator. 23? 23. So if he's like 23, 24, let's say mid-20s. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to believe that her aunt is in her mid-20s. Yeah. Mid to late. Let's go mid to late because then mid that's... Late. The, it still doesn't line up because then her niece... I mean, her niece can be younger. Her niece... Like, it... I guess it's the really the father's age that I should be concerned about. But, like... Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm, like, making such a big deal now that I think of it. Like, hello. No, no, no. This is the thing that they don't want you to think about. But right, we're a podcast right. and we're yeah, thinking and about we're, like, it, dwelling so. on it. We're like, okay, mm-hmm. well, this just yeah. doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you say 1983, okay, yeah. Megan? 1988. Oh, 88. 23? 23. So he was 23 at this time. Yeah, that is weird. How? What's the difference between Arjun well, and the Kate? Father, yeah. So the father. I would say Arjun's definitely. They could be because we never meet the mom. Oh shoot, Megan! I just gave something. I just say gave something. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, who is who is uh Allison's grandma? Edit it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But also, anyway, super fucked up that Kate murdered a whole family when she was yep. like 17 yeah she was probably yeah like maybe 18 or 19 yeah no. i don't think it happened the same time that that they were together oh, okay. together but i but it probably happened a year or so after they stopped dating because yeah. derek up. was in high school when the fire happened so maybe she did do it at 17 i don't know yeah. <laughs> she was like i'm gonna get this before my record is permanent yeah <laughs> Just slide right under the radar. Perfect. Yes, for sure. Oh my god. <laughs> so I just we don't need to talk more about that scene. All we need to talk about is the fact that Derek was swindled. Poor Derek. And the fact that Derek has to live with this fact that <sighs> she he dated the person that like burned and killed his entire family. It's like it's not his fault. We're not blaming the victim. But of I course could, I would, yeah, his his feelings, of course. It'd be weird if he didn't feel guilt. Yeah, and it says a lot about the type of person that he is and how he can be guarded. He's a very guarded character. Yeah, he lost everything to a mm-hmm. pretty face. So, yes. Poor so Derek. Then, poor Derek. Poor Derek. I feel really bad for Derek, actually. So, we the next scene we see Scott has bought, like, this secondhand suit. Like, there's, like, duct tape on the inside of the, the suit and... He's putting on the suit and Mama McCall notices that there's like this, I don't know, like a hole in the butt. So she's like, take your (laughs) pants off. I'll sew it. So cute. And I love the So cute. I love the visual of her sitting on her bed or his bed. Sorry. Sewing. And he's just standing there in his boxers, (laughs) like waiting for his mom to be done. I just thought that was really cute. He is. It's so cute. And this is where Scott tells his mom how much he loves Allison. And Allison, or sorry, and Mama McCall is like, well, have you told her how you feel? And Scott says, she knows. And I love this part. She literally bonks him on the head and is just like, what do you mean she knows? (laughs) She's like, don't be a dumbass. Like, you need to tell her how you feel. And then she says, I'm going to give you a hit. I'm going to give you a tip. She says, women love words. Just tell her how you feel. Tell her all these different ways. It doesn't matter. You can sing it. You can write it down. Just tell her how you feel. Which I just want to say, Mama McCall is so awesome. Like, just an amazing mom. Such a good, good mom. And this is before we find out how badass she is. She's still badass now. 
But trust me, she gets more badass as the seasons go on. Woo! <laughs> well, that is a nice thing. People need to teach yeah. their sons, especially, to be communicative mm-hmm. and have feelings and to mm-hmm. love. So I love that. And women need reminders of that too, girls. Especially when you're of oh, oh of, of, welcome age. <laughs> oh, he's telling you he loves you. Wolfie's our celebrity guest. Yes, celebrity oh, guest. Wolfie's making an appearance. Just sassafras. He is. Um, don't knock that over, bud. Oh, he's going for it. Whatever it is. <laughs> yes, I agree. I think Mama McCall is a great example for you know how we should be teaching young men to express themselves yes and you know show emotions and tell people how you feel because they should do that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. period women aren't mind readers okay no. yeah no. like she said she literally says she bonks them on the head and says what do you mean she knows you know that was her <laughs> she's a real rafiki moment doesn't Rafiki yes bonk exactly on the head yes <laughs> so the next scene um is we're at the formal. Did you guys notice the fashion? I, I'm going to like get off topic oh, here for a second. Yes. Did you see the fashion? It was so 2010. Mwah, it was making it. me really nostalgic. It, it was so like accurate. Like, I mean, well, obviously they were taping it in real time. So mm-hmm. the accuracy was head on. But it's like sometimes, you know, when shows are made like... T- well, this show took place like in the present, but like when mm. shows try to be futuristic or in the past yes. and they're not accurate, and then you're like, right. eh. but no, this yes. was uh, spot on. Now it's a time capsule. I agree. Brought me back. <laughs> yes. So the the ruffles and the layered yes. dresses and the everyone trying dresses. to wear strapless when it's just uncomfortable. <laughs> like, oh god yeah the dark tights with like the shiny sparkly dresses like it was so and the heels and like even like the hair mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the jewelry like the big jewelry yes, I don't, yep. this, yeah i just love all was that. brought back mm-hmm, it was great um so anyway <laughs> so everyone starts arriving at the formal jackson brings allison and his fancy porsche and he starts, he puts the car in park and he immediately takes a swig of, I'm assuming vodka because it's clear. Yeah. He starts drinking and he offers some to Allison. She's like, no, like, I, I don't want that. I'm trying obviously. to remember some of tonight. Yes. And he was just like, well, I want to forget everything that happens tonight. That was so mean. That was so Whoa. mean. Like, even if you were going as friends, that's just mean. So, so ungentlemanly. And yeah, unfriendly. That was just so weird because it's like literally a couple episodes ago he was like trying to get with her and then now mm-hmm. you like want nothing to do with her but like you got mm-hmm. scared into asking her and you're swigging a whole <laughs> bunch of alcohol and being an asshole. It's like what? You're <laughs> unstable. Uh-huh. Cue hot and cold like Katy Perry. That's Jackson's yes. theme song. Yes. That is perfect. Hot and cold <laughs> Katy Perry. I'll put that on the um the Teen oh, Wolf God. playlist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So Allison is just like sort of giving Jackson gets out of the car and Allison sort of gives herself a pep talk in the the, the mirror, the fold down mirror. I don't know what the technical term is. Um, and when she puts the mirror back up, she sees Scott running across the roof and she <laughs> smiles to herself. And I love that scene. Yeah, I just think that that was really cute. Yes. 
that I feel like that scene is about to like set us off into this like several scenes of classic MTV high school dance. True. Yes. Stuff like the mm-hmm. whole vibe. I minus you know the the chaos that we'll talk about, mm-hmm. but like just the romance and the cutesiness and the dancing mm-hmm. and for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's on brand. Yes. <laughs> At the same time, Styles drives up in his Jeep with Lydia. Love that visual, her <laughs> Lydia arriving in a Jeep. Um, and Jackson and Allison walk past her. And Lydia's just like, oh, Jackson, you look so handsome. And Jackson's like, obviously. And then he mentions some designer. He's like, it's, it's Hugo, Hugo Boss. Boss. And I'm like, hi. Dick. Like, just what a dick. <laughs> and I think this, I'm going to quote this because I think this is sort of, the true essence of Lydia that we see for the first time. She says, and I quote, I don't care. I don't want compliments. I will not fall prey to society's desire to turn girls into emotionally insecure neurotics who pull their dresses up at the first flattering remark. Mm. This is who Lydia is deep down. Yes. We don't ever, this is our first time sort of seeing who she is, which I find really funny because this is sort of like the first episode where we've seen her without jackson so i don't know does she gain some confidence or like you know Mm -hmm. peeled some like dead skin away and now she's like a new woman (laughs) exfoliating yes Yes. (laughs) (laughs) but the cutest part about this is styles looks at her and says well i think you look beautiful and lydia turns to him and says really oh this this is a very important part in their relationship yes this is where Stidia begins. This is their Stidia. couple name. Stidia! Stidia! This is their... their <laughs> yes. So this is where Stidia begins. Oh this is. I don't think anyone's ever told Lydia that she looked beautiful before because of the way she reacted to when oh Styles said, I think you look beautiful. Poor girl. I know. But yeah, you can definitely tell in that moment. It's like, it's like a the spell is like broken and she's like mm-hmm. this man before me he he's not just the mule carrying my dresses he's like a good guy they're not all jackson jerks and thus <laughs> yes there are other born. guys out there yeah. yeah oh my god i was not expecting another couple name that was so good yes this is their couple name stidia <laughs> um <laughs> stidia stidia yes so there's (laughs) so there's now these shots of like you know like aaron said typical mtv high school dance where there's like a band playing which i thought was really cool because we never had a band we had djs a band we had little john playing that's right twice in one dance that's right (laughs) sandstorm they won't yes, have band, band cannot play sandstorm i don't think no they can't that's true you're right um <laughs> but there's yeah there's this bunch of different scenes of people mingling you know coach is like shaking his head at like all these teenagers you know and then all of a sudden scott's on the bleachers he's watching all of this he's, he's safe in the dark bleachers from not getting caught that he's there and all of a sudden he spies peter hale in the crowd of the dance Ugh. and i'm just like how the hell did he get in there? How? He's such a weird. These werewolf men, they find a way into the high school. They must have like a secret like sewer access pipe or something. <laughs> Either that or they must have like an invisibility cloak. Oh, yes. Because it's like, how did they get in? How do they do this? I, I don't know. No. Pete is even creepier than Derek. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I forgot to mention is that um, before... 
Allison got out of the car, she noticed that Scott was on the roof and Mm -hmm. like she smiled and it kind of like reassured her that everything was okay. Even though Jackson Mm -hmm. was being a complete asshole, she was just like, okay, Mm -hmm. it's fine. It's fine. And she went in. I'm going to, yeah, because she knew that she would see him. Yeah. That's so cute. It was wonderful. Very cute. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. So Scott's on the bleachers observing all of these things. And Allison, a slow song starts playing, I think. And Allison asks Jackson to dance. And Jackson's just like, Ugh, you know, he makes us think about it. But then he finally agrees. I know. He finally agrees. And I don't know who led them to the dance floor. It might have been Jackson. But they end up dancing right in front of Styles mm-hmm. and Lydia, which I think was on purpose. I think Jackson. Ooh. Mm. So Styles gets the idea to ask Lydia to dance. And Lydia is just like, mm, pass. Like, I'm good. <laughs> and Styles, this is a little aggressive of Styles. I'm not going to lie. A little aggressive. But he says, Lydia, get off your cute little ass and dance with me now. <laughs> <laughs> and Lydia is just like, interesting tactic, but I'm still going to say no. <laughs> and this is where this is where Styles has this really cute monologue about Lydia. He says, and I quote, I'm quoting this as well. I'm sorry. Let's hear it. He says, quote, Lydia, get up. You're going to dance with me. I don't care that you made out with my best friend for some weird power thing. I've had a crush on you since third grade. And I know that somewhere inside that cold, lifeless exterior, there's an actual human soul. And I'm also pretty sure that I'm the only one who knows how really how smart you really are. And that once you pr- stop pretending to being a nitwit, you'll eventually go off and win some insane mathematical theorem that wins you the Nobel Prize. <laughs> and Lydia looks at him. And smiles and gets up and says, Fields Medal. And Sal says, what? And he's, she says, the Nobel Prize doesn't have a prize for mathematics. The Fields Medal is the one I'll be winning. Oh. And then she agrees and takes his hand and they go to the dance floor. Oh. This is, yeah. I wrote down in my notes, I said, Stidia, yes. this is the ignition of Woo. this pairing, okay? Um, it's <sighs> so cute. And I also want to mention, this, be- this becomes a thing styles has had a crush on her since third grade i think he might have said that oh, in yeah, a different episode yeah. but yeah it's a thing he's had a crush on her since oh third grade. and styles so. is using words like mama mccall advised her own son yes. to do earlier but here scott is without a mother to tell him this by the way mm-hmm. he uses his dang words he does a little it, aggressive yeah. but he still uses them yeah, yeah at least he did it <laughs> and it worked <laughs> it did it worked um so I think the other thing that I want to mention about this scene is once Styles and Lydia get to the dance floor, it cuts to Scott on the bleachers and Scott is so happy to see Styles dancing oh. with Lydia. This is kind of a parallel. Oh my God. There are several other instances where Scott or sorry, Styles and Lydia are together and Scott is sort of on looking them oh. and he makes the same face, oh. this happy face of the two of them together. That's adorable. So, kind of a parallel. Yes. So this is this scene is so funny. Oh my god, I died laughing. So all of a sudden, Coach <laughs> sees Scott on the bleachers, and he's like, "McCall, he's like I see you!" And he's like, yes. he's like yelling, pointing him out. And Scott hatches this brilliant idea. Like once again, Scott, brilliant. He runs over to Danny, who we all know is gay, and he says, "Come on, dance with me. You have to dance with me." And so he pulls Danny to the dance floor and I don't know exactly what coach says. I can't remember, but coach is just like, no, you can't like, he starts, he's just yelling. And then all of a sudden, yes, 
Mm-hmm. And Scott and the music stops and everyone's looking at Coach. <laughs> and it looks like Coach is yelling at them for dancing. And <laughs> and all of a sudden Coach starts like backtracking real quick. <laughs> backtracking. <laughs> he's stuttering and he's like, oh, he's laughing so loudly. He's like, oh no, it's not me. Like he just he realizes that he can't do anything at this point. And he's just like, everyone, it's a party. It's a party. <laughs> And so the music starts back up again. And I I love the little, there's a little cut to Allison. She's laughing on the other side of the gym at this whole thing happening. Hmm. Um, And it's very subtle in the background. So subtle. But the music starts up again. And you can hear Coach like yell in the background. What the hell are you looking at, Green Bears? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if anyone else heard that. No, darn it. And then I was hoping that I would see Greenberg, but again, mm. not not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so, so good. But Scott thanks Danny for, you know, helping him out. And Scott runs over to Allison. And before he can even ask her to dance, she says, yes, I would love to dance with you. And they go on to the dance floor. It quickly cuts to Jackson. He's like outside and he's like drunk and like stumbling around And he is sort of looking into the woods and he sees these two red eyes looking back at him. He eventually does follow those eyes into the woods. But it then quickly cuts back to the gym. Styles and Lydia are slow dancing, which very intimate slow dancing, by the way. Did you guys notice that? No. How intimate they were. They were very close. She had her hands on her neck, his neck. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know. I just thought it was very intimate considering... Well, not that, but I mean, just like like there's a lot of different yeah, yeah. ways to position yeah. yourself when slow dancing. Mm. They're swept up in the love. Exactly. Yes. Maybe that's it. I, I don't think Styles was upset about oh. it. I don't know. I just was surprised that Lydia went like full throttle. Lydia. Full throttle. Exactly. <laughs> Straight for the neck. <laughs> But Lydia sort of gets distracted and Styles is like, you know, you want to go find Jackson, right? And she's like, yes, I do. And he's like, okay. And he sort of walks off the dance floor with her, obviously to like help her, which I thought was sweet because even though he did sort of like yell at her and like was really aggressive, like you need to dance with me Mm -hmm. now. He still was like, I understand you still have feelings for him. Like, I'll help you find him. Like, I just thought that was really sweet. Sorry, I have to say this big dick energy you know that's what they say these <laughs> yes, days. Yes, yes. yep mm-hmm. yeah for sure yep because he knows he's gonna get her in the end that's right. he knows that's right it's like okay let's go find your pathetic little ex so i can laugh in his face <laughs> <laughs> uh but jackson's now stumbling in the woods and he's like crying and begging he's like i want to be a werewolf he's crying. just give me the bite yeah he's just <laughs> like begging people <laughs> Give me the bite. Um, and I just want to like emphasize like this is how scared this boy is. He wants everything. He doesn't care about the hunters. He cares about nothing else. He is so scared that he feels that he needs to get bitten by a werewolf in order to feel powerful. Yeah. So it turns out that those little red lights that he was seeing weren't the alpha. They were actually red lasers. Mm-hmm. Like they were the laser beams from guns that of werewolf hunters. Yep. They tricked him. And Argent was in the woods. Argent's there with like another hunter. Hunting in the high school woods. Uh, Yes. Yeah. And 
He says to Jackson, unfortunately, I can't give you what you want, but I have a feeling you might be able to help me. (sighs) (laughs) So it now cuts back to the dance. We'll get there. That sigh, we'll get there. Scott and Allison are now back at the dance, and he starts telling her this really cute story about how once she fell asleep in his arms, and then she started drooling. (laughs) (laughs) And um, she's like, why are you saying this? Like, stop talking. And he's like, well, I want to see you laugh. Like, I like seeing you smile. Using his words. He's using his words, exactly. And Scott tries to he starts to like talk about being a werewolf with her Mm -hmm, like you mm -hmm. can sort of see that he tries to start bringing up the conversation and she dismisses this and she's just like don't worry like i know everything basically saying like i know about derek i think she thinks that he was going to bring up derek and how derek's a werewolf not that he's a werewolf Mm. um so that's kind of why she dismisses him so quickly because she already knows but then we see Jackson walking back to the school dance with Argent. And basically from that conversation, Argent says, don't worry, Jackson, just go back to be a normal kid. Ooh. We'll take care of him. That's an indication that Jackson told Argent about Scott. I, for In that scene, I was like, who did Jackson say it was? I was like, did he actually mm. say it was Scott or did he like throw someone else under the bus? I don't know why I wondered that, but... Well, because I think in that same scene, Jackson, we'll see it in the next episode as well. Jackson doesn't do well under pressure. No. So once Argent starts pressuring him and asking him questions, which we don't see, Jackson obviously like was like, I'll tell you if you don't hurt him. Mm-hmm. And so Argent was probably just like, well, of course we won't hurt him. He's a, he's a child. But obviously that's false. Like that's not going to happen. Right. Never trust an Argent except for Alex. No. <laughs> and Jackson was swindled again. 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 God. So all of a sudden, Scott and Allison get interrupted. They were dancing to a slow song, and then all of a sudden, a fast song starts playing. But Scott doesn't care, and Scott just kisses her, and which is really cute. Allison's very taken aback by this. She did not expect this to happen. And Allison says, Why did you do that? And Scott says, Because I love you, which is so cute. But this is also a parallel. Was that the first time he said I love you to her? Yes. Oh, okay. So precious. Logging mm-hmm. the parallel. Also logging the first I love you moment. Oh. So Styles is walking out of the gym and he sees that Jackson's on his way back in. And Styles is just like, well, did you oh. run into Lydia? She was looking for you. By the look of Jackson's face, Styles knows that something happened. Yep. And he's just like, Jackson, what did you do? Like, what did you do? Mm-hmm. He's very, very concerned. Especially when it comes to Lydia. Mm-hmm. So Lydia is now on the lacrosse field. She's made her way to the lacrosse <laughs> field. Why did she wander that far? I, I don't know. Quick. In heels. <laughs> like, grass. All those All to find that stupid Jackson. No! Mm-hmm. So she's on the lacrosse field and all of the lights start coming on the, the lacrosse lights. And Lydia is like, Jackson, she's wondering where Jackson is. Like, why is she still calling for him? Why would he be the one controlling the lights? (laughs) Why are the lights turning on? (laughs) And I will mention this, these lights turning on are kind of like a visual parallel. We see this scene again. My God, this episode's chock full of parallels. This, it really is. Um, 
because the next thing is a parallel as well. So She's all of a gone. sudden, Lydia, oh, sorry, all of a sudden, Styles is running towards her mm-hmm. and he's yelling, Lydia, run, because oh he knows that the Alpha is going to attack her because the Alpha in between the lights starts walking towards <gasps> Lydia and Lydia thinks it's Jackson, but and it's he has not. This it's grotesque face. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So the the whole scene where Siles is yelling for Lydia to run, that's a parallel. Okay. What? No. Mm-hmm. Lydia's gonna get threatened mm-hmm. again in the future. No. Um it's the kind of the opposite way around. Oh, okay. Well, cool. Okay. But also scary in this moment. And yeah, in this moment, I was wondering, like, did Jackson like tell the hunters that Lydia was the werewolf? Like I oh. for a second I thought it was the hunters setting Where's her up, like turning, turning on the, the lights, lights mm. ambushing her. But no. Got it. Yes. So unfortunately, it's Peter Hale. And Lydia's <sighs> turned around to look at Styles because Styles yelling at her. And when she turns back towards Peter, Peter bites her. <gasps> and she falls to the ground oh my covered god. in blood. She's covered in blood. She's like dead. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I can't <laughs> And it's like the first time so like she didn't see him at Macy's. So this is like the first time yeah. and like, I can understand that the lights are blinding, but mm-hmm. that man does not look anything like Jackson, even, like, shape-wise. No. So, Lydia. Why are you walking towards a strange maybe man? Maybe we need to get you Did she forget an appointment with, sighting? like, the optometrist or something, because, like... Oh, my... <laughs> yes. Woof. Yeah. Her head's in the clouds, because um, yeah. now she has her, handsome yeah. young styles in her life. She's, mm-hmm. her, she's a wreck. She needed to talk to Jackson... But still, oh, that's like terrifying. Like you're expecting your ex boyfriend, and all of a sudden it's like the alpha, and he's attacking you, mm-hmm. and you're oh ah! god, mm-hmm. she got bitten. Like I'm like, what is going to happen to her? Is she going to become a werewolf? Will they keep her human? Oh my god. I'm sorry, I can't tell you. <laughs> I know you can't, and I'm sure we'll find out in the next episode. But Jesus, we actually don't ah! find out for a while. <laughs> what the- she's just like in this dying state for oh no no not lydia i see you forever (laughs) the whole we don't really find out exactly what she is until season three what the hell um the whole next season we mm, it there's a subplot of lydia what yeah Oh my it's, god. It's, it's pretty crazy. Um, like I said, I've said this to you before. Season one is a foundation. Wow. We're at, we're at level like two. My god. Season three jumps to about level five or six. Or sorry, season two jumps to level level five or six in terms of intensity, in terms of storyline, in terms of characters, in terms of everything. Wow. So just Unreal. be prepared. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah, so unfortunately Lydia does get bitten and Jeez. Styles gets to her. <laughs> And Peter's on the ground hovering over her with blood all over his mouth. Oh, I hate him. And Styles is just like, please don't kill her. And he's just not. like, of course not. Just help me find Derek. I won't kill her if you help me find Derek. And Styles is like, how would I know where he is? And Peter is just like, well, you're the clever one, aren't you? Like, how do you not know where he is? Why don't you know where he is, Peter? I know. Smell him out with your werewolf schnoz. He just wants to maim children. He doesn't know what he's doing I mean, yeah pretty much um but i always thought this was really funny uh peter yells tell me like really loud he's like tell me why, can he, why is the alpha so loud I don't 
I never understood why they did that. I just thought I always think it's funny. It's like when he does his scream when he's in alpha form when they're in night school. Yeah. Like it's the most intense scream I've ever, ever seen. Yes. <laughs> you gotta set a pipe on him, the alpha. <laughs> But it, it is revealed that Styles has a theory of where Derek is. Oh. He states that Derek knew he was going to be taken by the hunters. Oh. And so when Scott dropped his phone, he took Scott's phone to make sure that he could be located by GPS oh, because yes, all phones have GPS yes. in them. So he says, if you find the GPS, if you find the phone, you'll find Derek. Which I thought was pretty pretty good theory, and I, I wrote yeah. in my notes detective styles. It's a <laughs> oh, pretty yes. good detective's theory. Yeah, send the alpha over to where Derek is, and let the Argents destroy the alpha, and let the rest mm-hmm. go. Yes. Um. So Allison and Scott. Oh my god. <laughs> Allison and Scott are running out of the gym towards the school buses. Does this look familiar to anyone? I smell a parallel bookend. Yes, this is our second completed parallel. So in, I think it was episode two or three, Scott Scott has a dream where he and Allison were on the bus. But it was actually, you know, the bus driver. That's when the bus driver got murdered. So when they're running out towards the buses, the parallel is Scott saying, or Allison saying, where are we going? And then Scott says, somewhere we can be alone. And in this bookend parallel, it's Allison, or it's Scott saying, where are we going? And Allison says, somewhere we can be alone. So it's flip-flopped, but it's a yeah. parallel. He should know, don't go in there. Just be like, no, mm-hmm. let's go make out like so- by the school. <laughs> like, don't go in there. <laughs> he actually does sort of, like, Allison is, like, on the bus, like, stairs. And she's like, come on. Yes. And he's just like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm just getting like a weird deja vu right now. So he does mention yeah. that he feels like he's been here before. Right, right. So Allison's on the bus and she's sort of like tempting him onto the bus. Like she kisses <laughs> the window and she's just like, you'll love it. Come on. Like just she's just tempting him to come on the bus. And the all of a sudden, I think Scott is just like, screw it. Or does he say fuck it? No, I don't think they say fuck <laughs> on an MTV show. But he, <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, he's <laughs> fuck it no he um he all of a sudden he's about to get onto the bus but all of a sudden these two suvs sort of trap him in between the nowhere come out of nowhere like where are the buses parked they were able to maneuver that like (laughs) being seen it's like the perfect like entryway for the massive cars to get in Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they the the suvs start revving their engines and then they start and then eventually they press on the gas and they are if scott wasn't a werewolf he would have died because no one could have jumped that high you'd either have to be like a gymnast you know someone who Mm -hmm. really has practiced their high jumping i don't know Mm because that was i mean if he just wouldn't have hesitated like if he like he could have had the whole deja vu but if he didn't hesitate getting on the bus like if he just ran onto the bus instead of like trying to make eye contact with mr Argent and his little sidekick he could have gotten yeah. onto the bus and then, like, been safe. But I don't know. Like, obviously, that's the way it had to happen. But, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, so they converge in on him. And he jumps and lands on both of their hoods. But in order to do that, he turned into a full werewolf. Oh, and yep. this is Allison seeing Scott as a full werewolf for the first time. 
unreal. That ending was way too much. Because she's like, too much. because the engine's revving, like it gets your adrenaline moving and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, he's going to die if he like literally doesn't make this jump. And then like he makes the jump, but we don't realize that he's transformed. And then the transformation happens and it like zooms into Allison and Allison's like mm-hmm. freaking out because she's not expecting that. Like, I mean, this poor girl, <laughs> I, she's seen too much. She's so like traumatized from Derek and her aunt. And now this oh, with her boyfriend, her like boyfriend. I know. There was a part of me that contemplated whether she set that up. That Allison set that up or Kate Uh, set that up? That Allison, because she's like helping to try and find the other beta, there was a part of me that was like, you know what? She sees the connection that Derek and Scott have, whether it's friendly, not friendly, whatever. But then it's like she she brought him like they could have made out in the school. They could have made out near the bushes, near the school. They could have literally made out like anywhere, but she brought him to the buses, which is like, okay. Like, yes, private setting, but like how on earth is the father tracking Allison? Like it's just timing and fate that the two, like the Argent and his little sidekick got just got like, it's the timing. Like she was already Mm -hmm. on the bus. Whoa. Like, did she somehow lead them? But, like, I just feel like that's not MTV's motive. Like, that's definitely not what was mm. supposed to happen. But a part of me was, like, was he trapped? Like, was he mm. somehow mm. just timing was not on his side? And, you know, this is the way that it was supposed to go down. He was going to get revealed yep. because of the setup. Or, like, Kate kind of was like, oh, br- I don't know. Like, uh, just a mm. little part of me thought that you were suspicious yeah like it just didn't seem like that's interesting but obviously it took her by surprise like there's just no way that she could have planned it because Mm -hmm. the way that she looked Mm -hmm. at the end of that scene was Mm -hmm. mortified she's like oh my god how could this even be my boyfriend but surprise it is and she didn't set that up so (laughs) i just need to share that (laughs) my god that's i like that theory I do too. It's a good theory. And we'll talk about it more in the next week's episode because this is one of the very few episodes that ends with a to be continued at the end of it. So it sort of picks up where it leaves off in the next episode. And I have my own theories on why Argent was there and why they attacked Scott then. Wow. So, I mean, you guys, if you have more theories, please tell me. We can talk about it in this episode, of course. But, like, I'm going to save my theories for the next episode. So, yeah, that's the end of the episode, everyone. And it leaves on a pretty big cliffhanger. I mean, like, a lot of the episodes this season do, but I think this is probably the biggest one. I didn't even consider, like, when or even if. Like, I guess if I sat down and thought about it, I would have assumed that Allison would have seen Scott as a werewolf but like mm-hmm. I never imagined like how it would happen or when mm-hmm. it's just like oh she knows now she does all right well should we do highs and lows <laughs> who wants yeah, to go first I'll go first I don't okay so I haven't pinpointed my low um but okay. my high was definitely the moment where Styles like confronts Lydia and is like you know once you've you know th- that scene where he gets her to dance and he's like you're gonna win yes. a medal like and she corrects him and mm. that moment just was like it sealed the deal for me 
and I loved that. I love love. So that is just, I was all for that scene. I can't figure out a low just because it's just like things were kind of back and forth. Like there wasn't an ultimate Mm -hmm. low that I could process clearly, maybe because I wasn't all mentally like focused, but um, I just didn't see like a low low where at least I could acknowledge that someone was getting hurt Mm -hmm. directly for no reason other Mm -hmm. than the Scott. um, I mean, not the Scott, um, the Derek situation, but there's Mm -hmm. just a lot of history that we don't really know about yet. So Mm -hmm. I couldn't call that a low, but I'm going for my high and I'm going to stick with just the high this week. Sounds good. That sounds good. Erin, do you want to go next? Yeah, and I have two lows, oh, so I got ooh, you covered. Okay. Yeah, I love go. to hear. <laughs> One of my lows is that Derek is still imprisoned in that dungeon, and I just want him to be free and happy. <laughs> my other low is that Lydia got mauled by the fucking alpha. Mm-hmm. That's true. Oh my I god, I didn't even alpha. think of violence. <laughs> Like, oh, you literally were like, no one got hurt for no reason. Like, that's a really good way of weighing it out. I was like, emotionally speaking, no, physically speaking, she got mauled. Like, sorry, guys, Avalon's not really taking note of that. No, the emotional pain is much worse. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. So, like, now I'm just full of trepidation about Lydia, especially now that I know that she's going to be, like, in limbo for another freaking 13 episodes or something. Mm-hmm. So those are my lows. Mm-hmm. And my high is that um, both Styles and Scott used words to, to like show their women of interest that they Very loved nice. them. I just liked that little parallel <laughs> within the episode. <laughs> that's lovely. I That's a great high, Erin. Thank you. My high for this episode is definitely the scene in the gym where coach is yelling at Danny and Scott that just really tickled me. I loved the little, you know, not so obvious scene where he yells at Greenberg in the (laughs) same (laughs) scene. Um, Also love. I agree with Avalon, all the Stidia moments in this episode because I'm a hardcore Stidia fan. Good. Like this is just their kickoff part of all of the moments that happen through all of the seasons. So those are my highs. My lows, my low for, for sure is Peter confronting Allison in the mall. That scene makes me so uncomfortable and it's, it just really bothers me. And that whole thing where she actually wears the dress that Peter tells her that she, I just thought that was a horrible mistake on the costume designers part. Like, wardrobe or whatever like that was I I don't like that like you couldn't have chosen like any other dress for him to suggest to her I don't know and then just everything all the Kate scenes we all know how I feel about Kate um (laughs) you need a t-shirt with like Kate's face on it and like a circle and a slash red x yeah um yeah maybe we should sell that merch i don't know if i could get that i don't think i can because i don't think i could put the jill wagner's face on a t-shirt without giving her proceeds darn it (laughs) yeah but you know we can maybe just write kate with like kate arjun yeah Yeah. (laughs) but yeah those are my highs and lows before we end the episode do you guys want to guess styles's name do you guys have any names this week it's okay if you don't just curious Go, go, Aaron. You can go. Okay. 
Um, my name of choice for styles today, I'm gonna guess his name is Crustaceous. <laughs> what? Like the crustacean, but like crustaceous? crustaceous. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I know it's gonna be a crazy name, so I just may as well swing may for as the well fences. Choose it. Yeah. Um, you are incorrect. I apologize. Okay. That is not Styles. I had a feeling I would be. Good guess, though. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, Ab, do you have anything? It's okay if you don't. Okay, so I think the name I was sticking with the past couple weeks um, was Jacob or something. You did Jacob and Boris. Those Boris. were your two. I loved that guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out, like, I wonder because we have because we obviously are not going to meet his mother. I'm just trying to figure out like was it something foreign? Like is it on the foreign spectrum or is it on the basic spe- spectrum? Because it's like yeah, and it's definitely not basic. Okay, I can give you that. Oh, we're getting hints now. Okay, I can Good. definitely <laughs> tell you that. Like if you think it's Michael, Dave, Ralph. or like Patrick. Or Paul, no, that's no. not Is Boris a normal no. name? I don't Does think Boris hinge on exotic. <laughs> sort Foreign. of, yeah. I would say I would think it <laughs> I don't know anyone our age in the Connecticut sub area. Like I don't know anyone by that name. The day I do meet someone with that name, I will have to friend them. But um Yes. I hope it happens to you soon. Yes, I hope yes. that I just like meet a new best friend named boris um let's see so if if it's if it's kind of unique like his last name is stalinsky 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 which is polish just so you know Mm -hmm. oh see i'm not good with polish names uh (laughs) well that'd be his father's last name and we know that his name is his mother's father's name Mm -hmm. this is true Maybe she's Polish too. Who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will have to say to our listeners, if any of our listeners meet a Boris or know of a Boris, please take a picture of said Boris and then send it to our Instagram. <laughs> yes. We will definitely repost it. We want to know of a more Borises. <laughs> we love the Borises here. We're the Boris bunch. But yes, it's, it's okay. If you don't have a, I don't want to put too much pressure on you. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm kind of drawing a blank as to like what okay. it could be like Theodorus or something. It could Ooh like, Theodorus, that's good. Like Theodore, Theodorus, like Theo. I like that. I will say that that is not his name, but there is a Dang. Theo in our in our show. Okay. Avalon. I'm predicting Psychic the moment. Okay. All right. Theodorus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think Theodorus is a good guess. Theodorus is a good guess, so I will give you an A plus for that guess, but it is not Styles' oh. name. So <laughs> We're getting All right, there. everyone. That is season one, episode eleven. Formality. We made Whoa. it to the end. We are next week's episode is a season finale of Teen Wolf, or the season finale of season one of Teen Wolf. My God. So this is gonna be it's gonna be a crazy episode. Um Lots wow. of plot twists and turns in this episode coming up. So, what could the twists even be? The show just comes at you with the twists, the turns, the unexpected alphas, the unexpected people getting attacked by the alpha. Like, nothing, I can't expect anything. 
I'm always I'll never get it right. <laughs> well, we'll have to wait and see. Yes, 100%. So, thank you everyone for listening and spending another week with us gals. Um we will see you guys next week for season 1 episode 12 which is titled Code Breaker. Oh gosh. Code Breaker? Code Breaker. Ooh. Does that like throw off any flags for you guys because it should. No. In terms of in terms of the Argents. <laughs> The code. Ooh, the code to get into the the room. Yeah. Yeah, damn. Oh my god, someone's gonna get to the guns. Wow. (laughs) Wow. We'll explain it more when we get there, but that's a good guess so far. But yes, next week's episode is uh season one, episode twelve, Code Breaker. It's the season finale of season one. And we are going to have a fun show for you guys. I'm going to try and do something fun. I don't know what it's oh. going to be, but I'm going to try and do something fun because it's a season finale. And yeah, so. All right. But other than that, thank you guys so much for listening. And we hope you have a great week. And oh, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please uh, like us and, uh, sh- you know, comment or share. I don't know. Subscribe. Um, what they- All the above. Subscribe. Yes. <laughs> if you're listening to us on anywhere else, please share this uh, podcast with a friend uh, or a family member. We'd really appreciate it. But other than that, we hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you next week for the season finale. See you guys next week. <laughs> see you there. See you there. Bye. 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 <laughs>